Good morning, church. So good to be with you. Happy New Year. Well, today we begin a new sermon series, and um, we're, I'm entitling it My Favorite Sayings of Jesus. My Favorite Sayings of Jesus. But we, before we get into today's passage, I want to um, teach you an ancient spiritual practice. It's called Lectio Divina. What's that? What's Lectio Divina? Is that like a new band or something? <laughs> Lectio Divina is actually a Latin term. It's an ancient Latin term. Lectio means reading, and Divina means divine. So divine reading or holy reading, Lectio Divina. And the roots of Lectio Divina probably trace back all the way to the third century. And the people of God throughout the ages, especially the monastic community, have been using and, being, and have been blessed by Lectio Divina. And so I'm going to teach Lectio Divina to you, divine reading to you, and we're going to practice it. We're actually going to practice it for the next several weeks so that you get used to it. And then and my hope is that you'll use it at home during your quiet time, Lectio Divina. And so the way Lectio Divina works is this. Firstly, you'll need a pen and a notepad or your phone. You can, whatever, something to take notes on. Like John has his pad, uh, Matt has his phone, Becky is using a notepad and pen. I would encourage you maybe this week for homework, go ahead and invest in a notepad or a notebook and then for the next several weeks, bring your notebook, pen, and Bible to church. And we're going to practice Lectio Divina. And so, the Lectio Divina is this. We're going to read a passage of Scripture three times. You're like, whoa, that's a lot. For an instant culture like ours where it's microwave and instant, you'll be, you're like, no way, three times, yeah. We're going to read one passage of Scripture out loud three times. During the first pass, we're just listening. We're listening with our ears. We're trying to familiarize ourselves with the story or the text. We're just listening. And then perhaps maybe there's a word or a phrase that might grab your heart. A word or a phrase that might capture your attention. And then you write down you write down that word or phrase. And then we'll just pause. Maybe for 30 seconds or so. It might seem like an eternity, but that's not too long. We'll pause and we'll savor the moment. And then we're going to read the same passage of Scripture a second time. But this time, you're kind of familiar with the story. You're familiar with the text. And so... You're meditating now on what God might be saying to you through this passage of Scripture. And then maybe you write down a response to the question, what is God saying to me? And not a long response, maybe just one or two sentences, not long at all. And then we're going to pause for maybe 30 seconds or so and savor the moment. And then... We're going to read the same passage of Scripture yet a third time. But this time, 
we're like really familiar with the story. We're really familiar with the text. So we're really leaning in. Now we're listening with our hearts. And we're trying to discern what God might be calling us to do. And after the third reading, you'll write down a response. The response to the question, what am I being encouraged to do? A lot of times we, we, we go to church, we, we hear a word, but there's no action. And so this will help us to write, jot down what God might be saying for us to do. It's an invitation to action. And then we're going to pause and we're going to savor the moment. And then we end Lectio Divina with a short prayer, just a short time of prayer. And so that's Lectio Divina. And so we're going to practice it this morning, okay? All right, and so I want everyone to participate. So go ahead and grab a pen, notepad, uh, your phone, take out your phone. It's okay to take your, out your phone this time and use it. Uh, you, go ahead and find that app where you take notes and be ready, all right? So here we go. So firstly, we're going to... Um, just focus on God. Take a deep breath. Just kind of get centered and, um, you know, like uh, remove any distractions. Okay? And then we're going to go through the first reading. All right? For the first reading, let me just set up the context. There's a crowd of people that have gathered around Jesus to hear him teach. And so Jesus tells this parable. A parable is simply a story with a spiritual meaning. So Jesus tells this parable. Listen carefully. This is the word of the Lord. It says this. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need so he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating but no one gave him anything When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. 
but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. This is the word of the Lord. Take a moment to write down a word or a phrase that grabbed your heart, that captured your attention. Then let's take a moment of pause to savor the moment. All right, just so that I'm connecting with you all, um, I'm just going to ask a few of you, maybe share your word or phrase. No commentary, no explanation, just what you wrote down, your word or your phrase, all right? Let's see. John, your word or phrase. Thank you, thank you. How about Elsine, your word or phrase? Dead to sin, but alive again. Thank you. How about you, Brian? Your word or phrase? Alive again. Celebrate. Thank you. How about you, Yo-Yo? Your word or phrase? I'm no longer worthy to be called your daughter. Thank you. All right. Remember now we're going to uh, read the same text. This time, a second time. Now you're familiar with the story. This is Lectio Divina. And now the second reading, you're trying to lean in and you're trying to ask, uh, what might God be saying to me? All right? Okay. This is the second reading. Oh, by the way, so like everyone... um, Maybe change your posture. Like for me, um, maybe, like I saw Brian, he had his eyes closed. So maybe this time you might want to have your eyes open and read. Some of you might want to have your eyes closed. Or maybe you might want to maybe have your hand a little bit stretched out or on your heart or something. Just maybe change your posture a little bit for the second reading. So however you want, whatever you're comfortable with, all right? So here we go, the second reading. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, 
the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still A long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, Quick, Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. This is the word of the Lord. Write down your response to the question. What is God saying to me? One sentence, one or two sentences maybe. Let's pause and savor the moment. The third reading. This time we're trying to discern if God might be calling us to do something. This is the word of the Lord. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. 
He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. This is the word of the Lord. Write down your response to the question, what am I being encouraged to do? What am I being encouraged to do? One or two sentences. Then take a moment of pause and let's savor the moment. And we end our time of Lectio Divina with prayer. Lord, thank you for speaking to our hearts. We receive all that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's Lectio Divina. Not too bad, right? Practice for hundreds and hundreds of years, mostly by the monastic community. But really, really good. I think this would be a great healthy habit for us as we begin this new year, I think it will help us to engage our Bible. I think that's one thing that we really need to work on individually and corporately, engagement in the Word of God. Now, oh, and then for homework, I want you to um, share one more piece of homework. Uh, if you could, like after church or sometime later today, go ahead and share with uh, the people that you came with, share what you wrote down for your response to, to a second reading and third reading, okay? That would be cool, all right. Now let me quickly share some thoughts on this parable, one of my all-time favorite sayings of Jesus. This, is, this story is interesting. It's interesting because usually it's after someone passes away that children start fighting over the inheritance. And you all probably know families in this situation. 
The family used to be tight, used to be close, they used to get together often, they enjoyed each other's company, and then parents pass away, and they can't figure out who gets what. They can't agree. So everyone lawyers up. It's usually a bitter fight. Family members take sides, relationships are severed, and no one really wins. But interestingly here, this younger son, he has the audacity to say, wait a minute, why wait for the old man to kick the bucket? I want my inheritance now. I want to travel. I want to partay. I want to live life YOLO, dude. I want my inheritance now. And so he says to his father, Father, give me my share of the inheritance. And this father, he must have been so heartbroken by this insensitive request. But the loving father that he is, he says, here, son, here's your share of the inheritance. And this younger son, he takes his share of the inheritance and makes foolish choices. He moves away. Maybe he's a local boy. He moved to the mainland. Dude, he moved away. He squandered all of his inheritance on wild living. He made a hot mess of his life. And then he hits rock bottom. He's at the end of his rope, broken and contrite. And he says to himself, man, time to come clean. Time to ask for forgiveness. Time to admit that I'm wrong. And so he says, I'm going back to my father. I'm going to ask for forgiveness. And as he nears home, the sights and sounds are familiar, but he's anxious, he's nervous. Because he doesn't know how his father will respond. And to his surprise, while he is still a long way off, he sees his father running toward him with tears of joy in his eyes. And, and his father gives him such a big and warm embrace and kisses him. And the son acknowledges that he has sinned. And the father's response? The father's response is one of love, and forgiveness. I love you. I've always loved you. I've never stopped loving you. I forgive you. All is forgiven. Welcome home. Welcome home. And on that day, he had a new beginning. He had a new start. Do you need a new beginning? Do you need a new start today? I don't know what you've done. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you're ashamed of, but I know this, that God's 
love and forgiveness is available to you this day. You see, because of the blood of Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross, the Bible says that when we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. The Bible says that though our sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. The Bible says that God casts our sins to the farthest depths of the sea. The Bible says that God remembers our sin no more. The motivation behind all this is love. God loves you more than you know. And like that younger son in the parable, as you make the journey home to God the Father, as you confess and repent of your sins, the Father's response is always one of love and forgiveness. I love you. I've always loved you. I've never stopped loving you. I forgive you. All is forgiven. Welcome home. Welcome home.